Welcome to this week's End of Days update coming to you from Tulsa, Oklahoma. Uh, this last weekend we were over in New Mexico there at Choose Life Church. Had such a great time there in Hobbs. If, this weekend, if you're in the Tulsa area, we'll be at World Outreach Church, Colleen and I's home church that we travel out of. We'll be there this Sunday, the 16th of January, having a great time. Gosh, can you believe 2022 starting off accelerating? And that's what we are coming to you every week with things about how close we are to the coming of the Lord so that we will accelerate. Information about the coming of the Lord is not an escape theology. It's a hustle theology. It's like the two-minute warning. So we get into what's happened kind of around Israel. For some reason, there's a lot, lot not as much news as you think would like, make it different places. But man, there is a total, absolute setup for World War III or what we call the Ezekiel 38 war. Literally, the players are on the field doing exactly what they're going to do with little dress rehearsals just before the event. It's pretty remarkable to see Scripture come alive. It's amazing for every one verse there is about the first coming of the Lord, there's eight times more about the second coming. Paul talked about the baptism 12 times, the coming of the Lord 52 times. So uh, the Lord rebuked the crowd because he said, you don't know your hour of your visitation. He says, you can tell what the weather's going to be, but he wanted them to know their hour of their visitation. He rebuked the Pharisees over and over and over again, but the only time he rebuked the crowd was not knowing the time. So we're looking at the times we live in because there's many things that need to be done in a short period of time. So let's pick up what's happening around Israel, man. There was Israeli-Iranian talks this uh, last couple of days. And of course, it looks like there's not any kind of agreement at all. And I love how Israel said, it doesn't matter what an agreement is. We're going to stand by what we have to stand by, and that's to protect ourselves. In the same same sentence, you had Iranian, Iran's top general in the Revolutionary Guard say, listen to what he said, not just about Israel. He said, when we strike America... It will be with great force. Not if, when. So he talked about that and talked about that Haifa would be wiped out and Tel Aviv would be wiped out. So Iran keeps barking about what they're getting ready to do. And Israel said, hey, we're undergoing the largest rearmament that we've ever gone through in history. So they're just rearming and building up their supplies for the protection of the nation of Israel. So. Because on every front, there's, they're, they're, they're basically having to protect themselves. You even had Israel last week take out another convoy in Syria. You had the United States, uh, fire on rocket launchers in Syria because there was an incursion. You had, you had Iranian troops in Syria working their way toward Israel. This last week, Israel had to use tank fire to back them up. So that's not even them invading Israel. They're just trying to get up on the edge of Israel. So, so much is going on. So much more about that here in a minute, but boy, the, the big deal is Russia and America, the talks. The U.S. basically told Putin, if you don't back away from the Ukraine, we're going to sanction you and we'll do things to your banking, your international banking will go kaput. And uh, I, Putin answered kind of amazing. He, he said, we know it's an understanding that we're supposed to be in Latvia, we're supposed to be in Lithuania, we're supposed to be in Estonia. Uh, I remember preaching in Estonia and Latvia, gosh, when the wall went down years ago, 30-something years ago, and they said they knew Russia was going to come back again because literally everywhere Russia is going right now is to get their footprint for World War III. I mean, thousands of troop on the, troops on the edge uh, of the Ukraine. And then they airlifted thousands of troops into Kazakhstan. Kazakhstan. So I like what uh, our Secretary of State said. There's an old kind of a Russian proverb. Whenever a Russian comes into your house, it's hard to get them to leave. Everywhere Russia has gone and done that, they've stayed. So you look at the Crimea, you look at where the Ukraine is, you look at Mali, you look at uh, them going into Syria. The, this is the largest airlift of, of troops they've done since going into Syria to protect Assad. That was thousands of troops, and they've left every single one of those troops in Syria. So uh, Russia is saying, this is my footprint, and this is what I'm going to do. I 
I love that the U.S. said, okay, we've got NATO, we've got, we've got Germany, we've got France, we've got the U.K., and we've got Canada, and we have four battle groups ready in case you do this. So, I mean, just what happened in Kazakhstan is a, is a setup for what you're going to see shortly. I mean, literally the players for the Ezekiel 38 war are so flexing their muscle muscles to get ready for this. So, man, it's kind of blatant in your face. The, the verbiage that came from Putin was like that, as crazy as that. Along with that, you had North Korea fire another uh, intercontinental ballistic missile, except this time it looks like it was a, a hypersonic or supersonic missile, 7,000 miles per hour. Then China uh, boasted this last week that they were way ahead of America and coming up with that missile as well. So, man, when you've got North Korea with that kind of uh, capability, and because what happens is that the missiles like that are kind of hard to def- defend yourselves from when they're going that fast. So, so you've got China talking like that and China threatening Japan that they would nuke Japan. And then Russia two, two weeks ago telling NATO to go to hell, telling the United States to go to hell. Putin said that publicly. So you've got these players that used to in the old days, quietly behind the scenes, they'd make threats. Now they make threats and, and even curse at other nations. So, so much more going on along with you had locusts, millions of locusts off the coast of South Africa. Uh, you had a, a whole outbreak of locusts in Australia. They're talking about where all these plagues are coming from. Just crazy. So uh, earthquakes, earthquakes in Greece, earthquakes in California. I don't, I don't have time to get into all that a- the asteroid stuff. NASA has a brand new site set up for asteroids because there's so much uh, heavenly activity pointing to the coming of the Lord. So we're, we're watching the setup for the entrance of the King. Exciting, very scary for the world, but supernaturally exciting for us because we're about to be raptured. We're about to see Jesus face to face, but we have a lot to do before we get there. So we always do this every week. We go to some of the signs. There's about 75 signs of the second coming of the Lord rapture sign list. So let's look at some of the signs about the second coming. Number one, Israel being regathered as a nation. Jerusalem won back. Jesus said the generation that sees those two won't pass away to all fulfilled. Then you've got the revival of the Roman Empire. You have the Ethiopian Jews brought back. You've got the fertility of the land of Israel. You have all of these in a row. You've got the Temple Mount Institute ready to start having sacrifices. You have the ritual baths around the Temple Mount fill up with water. You had foxes show up on the Temple Mount. You had fish show up in the Dead Sea. And these are things that were prophesied 2,700 years ago, and you're living, watching them come to pass. The one that really freaks me out that was so recent was three weeks ago. You had the water turned to blood in the Dead Sea where Sodom and Gomorrah was, and it was on the Day of Atonement. So just uh, amazing. You had Bishop Malachi have a vision about every pope that would be on the earth all the way up to the coming of the Lord. And he got it right, 114 out of 114. The one that we have right now is 114. So you got Rabbi Exot Kaduri prophesy that right before the Messiah would come, Israel would be ruled by two Benjamins. That happened this last year. You had Russia rebuild the Palmyra Baal Arch, in, in, in the, the temple worship Baal Arch in Palmyra. That's where the Tower of Babel was. The Talmud says that's the last thing you'll see before the Messiah comes. So many, 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 many signs pointing to the coming of the Lord. You had a guy come out this last week, said he knows where the Ark of the Covenant is. And he said, when, when he announces it, it's going to create all kinds of controversy. So then you, you've got signs, 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 and now you have signals. You had blood red moons on Passover and Tabernacles. When's the last time you had four in a row on Passover and Tabernacles? 1967 when Jerusalem was won back. 1948 when Israel was made a nation. In 1492 at the Edict of Expulsion when the Jews were kicked out of Spain. Man, then you had the Bethlehem Star this last year. When Jesus was born, you had Jupiter, Regulus, and Venus come together. Amazing. What was the constellation? Virgo. 
this last year, NBC Nightly News. So we have a, a celestial event. We've got Jupiter, Regulus, and Venus. Man, Bethlehem star, first time in 2,000 years. What was the constellation? Leo, he's the lion of the tribe of Judah. You have many more signs in the heavens. You've got uh, NASA calling Wormwood in 2029, making a flyby. That you'd be able to see it in 2027 and 2028. So you got the, the heavens preaching to us. You got the signs in the earth preaching to us. You got the nations literally uh, set up and on the brink for what the Ezekiel 38 war says would happen. Tons of stuff happening with Turkey, tons of stuff happening with Iran and with Russia and China. All these things uh, right in front of our eyes. So, wow, how, what, what's getting ready to happen? We're about to see Jesus. What do we do? Help our local church, help our local pastor, be more engaged, hustle. This is it. It's all hands on deck. It's amazing in a football game, if you've got two minutes left and the quarterback needs to throw a bomb, I don't see the wide receiver going, you know, my knees are a little bit hurting, my back's a little bit hurting. No, you don't think about yourself. You think about we have to score. Things are crucial because time is running out. Jesus is just about to come back. All of us, all of our churches should be radically uh, soul winning and, and demonstrating the, the resurrection right before Jesus comes. I believe people will see every facet of the King right here before we leave. Jesus magnified, glorified, honored. This is the hour that the Father will honor the Son, where every knee will bow, every tongue will confess that He is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Jesus, Jesus of Nazareth coming back. Have a blessed week, man. We'll pick up on what's happened this next week. So much is going on. It's very exciting. We'll see you next Wednesday. Thanks for joining us today at the End of Days Update. If you'd like to be notified every time there's a new post, just go to the edu at josephmorris.com and subscribe to receive email alerts. If these posts and updates have been a blessing to you, please consider making a one-time donation to help get the message out or even becoming a monthly partner with Joseph Morris Ministries. Thanks again for tuning in to the EDU, and we'll see you next week. One love to